That's one way to start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so last week, Ben, I said that we're not really doing anything festive on the show for the rest of the year. Lies. I spoke and too soon. <laughs> I like nothing more than to prove you wrong. <laughs> Here we are with the Christmassy of Christmas episodes. It's <laughs> <laughs> as Christmassy as it gets. Well, it's December, so why not? That's right. We are like the music in shopping centres. <laughs> Our Christmas episodes come earlier and earlier every year. <laughs> That's right. And um, let's just kick it off. Welcome to Good Movie Monday, everybody. We are the weekly podcast dedicated to nerdy cinematic ramblings. I'm Glenn Cochran and Ben Helwig sits opposite me. G'day, mate. G'day. How's your I'm week a, been? Good. I don't think I'm going to talk like this for oh, the rest of the year. Not again. I like talking like that. I like the beginning of last week's show when I talk like this. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite I felt, humorous. I felt good about myself. I felt good about the show. So I'm going to keep doing it. You're on your cue card speech. I'm on my, yeah, hopefully we get some love songs and dedications. <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, it's another Melzy episode. Oh. And Melzy's at the desk, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> Fireballs tasting great. <laughs> in your pants or not in your pants. <laughs> it's all just OnlyFans content, right? From yeah, here on exactly. out. exactly. I need the money, so yeah. let's fucking pump it up. <laughs> I went early on the Fireball and did it last night. You were... Uh, I got tea bags in my pants. <laughs> Better than tea bags on your forehead, mate. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, this week we're talking about Christmas action movies. Christmas action movies. <laughs> <laughs> Our special guest, the reason for it is the Maverick himself, not Mel Gibson. <laughs> Santa Claus. <laughs> the legendary John Woo. Oh, okay. Santa Claus. <laughs> He's got jingle bells. We've got Santa Claus on the show. That's right, boys and girls. We yeah. tracked him down. He's got a new movie coming out, to, <laughs> thanks to the, the blokes at Eagle Entertainment. <laughs> he does have a new action movie coming out called Silent Night, not through Eagle Entertainment. Later in the show, I'm going to play a chat I had with him recently, so that's very exciting. So stick around for that. To mark the occasion, um, we're going to be chatting about Christmas action films and, and picking through some of the suggestions that our listeners or followers on Facebook have laid out for us. Oh, I forgot to have a look at that. So hopefully my, my <laughs> recommendation at the end of the show <laughs> isn't uh, one that we talk about at length. We will know by the tone of your voice show. as I read them out. Be like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And of course, oh, no. as, uh, as alluded to, we do have the Fireball Whiskey here to kick us off and get us into festive Yay, mode. It's been a while. It certainly Maybe has. since the last Christmas episode that we did it's, last year. Wow, if Christmas it's been horror. that long, then maybe. we're failing ourselves. And we really are. Yeah. Um, ben, for the benefit of our listeners, tell them where they should go, what they should do. Uh, goodmoviemonday.com is the uh, <laughs> website of choice for discerning <laughs> listeners. It contains uh, all our links to all our social media platforms. It contains 
uh, link to our Spotify. Does this turn you on, Melzi? All the music. That's weird that you say that because I was going to say, when he was like our discerning listeners, I was going to pop in and say, oh, the horny ones. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe it does. I know, thank God for the day. see it. Sexual chocolate. (laughs) That's what I call this voice. But you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, or sorry, X. <laughs> Either <laughs> or. Fucking, Triple fucking X. <laughs> Triple X. <laughs> Tumblr. We're on Tumblr. <laughs> We're on. Uh, <laughs> Trying to think, what's the what's the other one? What's the what's the picture one? Grinder. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, definitely on Grinder. Hit me up. <laughs> Hit me up on Grinder. <laughs> I'm Have yourself I'm a, in a good movie Monday. Yeah. Just look up Benjamin Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yes, we're everywhere. So okay. uh, so uh, make sure you uh, follow, like, subscribe. Fucking <laughs> hell. All of those things. I'm just trying to get through it. <laughs> That's you asked me said. to do it. That's yeah. what she <laughs> said. <laughs> you asked me to do it and I'm really struggling to get through it. <laughs> so everything he said, do yeah. <laughs> yeah, excellent. If you're new to the show also, and you don't know who Melzi is, she comes from the Melbourne Horror Film Society. I do, yes. I do, I do, I do. And they meet up for regular screenings, and I'm going to let Melzi do the pitch for you. Yes, yeah, so Melbourne Horror Film Society, you can find out about our upcoming screenings and things at melbournehorrorfilmsociety.org. We're on Facebook, X. <laughs> I feel like I should be saying this in like a, but I, 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 I just can't do it after after Ben. I've, I've already gone. I've, I've like blown my load already. <laughs> I can't get back She's there She's on the second smoke already. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I definitely could. Um, anywho. <laughs> Hello, mum and dad. <laughs> it must be the fireball because I swear I haven't been like this since we had fireball last. Um, and um, what else? Not um, a sponsor, by the way. Not a Instagram, Instagram. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I really should be. Instagram, Facebook. Um, Discord. Discord, yes, Discord. Have you started creeping on our Discord yet? No. I still don't really understand how to use it. Oh, my God, seriously, I sent him the fucking link. I sent him the fucking link. Anywho, for other people who are not Ben, <laughs> what you can do is just get in contact with us and ask us for a link, which does expire in seven days, so you've... Oh, fuck. Stuffed your chance there. Um, I have to ask someone again. <laughs> yeah. Someone who will be me, which yeah. I've tried to tell him for two years, um, to uh, get onto our Discord. Um, and we have two excellent screenings coming up in December, which I can definitely say are that because I, I am presenting them both. Uh, so on the 9th of December, we're going to be screening Santa's sleigh. Yes. So that's Saturday yes. the 9th of December at True North in Coburg. Um, that's going to be a fucking hell of a That is night. a ripper movie. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. There's quite a few people on the Discord have said that, and like quite a few of our regulars who have seen most things, they're like, oh. And um, one of our uh, regulars, Andrew, he was like, oh, no. As soon as you see the first scene, you're going to be fucking sitting in that chair. For I was so bitterly disappointed recently to discover that I've lost my copy. Yes, when I asked you about it. Yeah. Now I have two, so I can probably give you one. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's a whole thing. Because <laughs> I actually did have it already. Oh, my goodness. Oops, and I ordered another one. Oops. <laughs> Anyhow, so I have two. So I was like, yes, I'll, I'll pass that one on to you. Awesome. Um, and then on the Tuesday, the 19th of December, I'm going to be showing the 2006 remake of Black Christmas, Black yeah. Xmas. That, um, so. The guy that did it on James Wong, or is that his name? No, no, no. Um, no. Oh. Um, so the guys behind the X Files did this one. 
what his name is. <laughs> okay. It's like on the tip of my tongue. But, um, but yeah, so that will be a whole lot of fun as well. And that is at Long Play in Fitzroy North. And they um, have just recently changed hands. And they're, opening, they're generally going to be closed on a Tuesday night, but are just opening up for us for our Tuesday night screening. So it's oh, awesome. Oh, lucky. I know. And we had our first one last week and it's very nice. Like we used to have to contend with some outside noise and stuff so we don't have to contend with that anymore. Um, just walk in and it's just all of our people Amazing. everywhere. In the tables, special. along the bar. It's Yeah, it's really nice. Special. And very I just looked special. up Black Xmas. It's Glenn Morgan. The director Glenn there. Morgan. That's His it. writing <laughs> partner is James Wong. They uh, did like Final yes, Destination yes. and X-Files. Yes. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. Yes, yeah, that's, that's right. So that's the good remake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know somebody actually, David, when I was talking about it at the screening the other night, David was like, I got through the whole thing, or mm. he said it was the 2006 one, but anyway, and he was like, oh, so which remake? He was like, oh, so not that, and I'm like, just like gave him a death stare, like, <laughs> are you fucking serious? How could you even ask me that? That movie is fucking ass. <laughs> I didn't say that, but I just like the death stare was enough. I was like, I just love as how if it would be that one. I love how calculated she tried to censor herself as she was saying that. Yeah. Now, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, bless her heart, Nicole actually tried to do that as one of her Women in Horror Month mm. um, recommendations, and it was in the list, and it was coming up to that month on our Instagram. Yeah. She does a monthly um, recommendation and it was coming up, and I'm like, oh, I fucking hate that movie. Blah, 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 blah. And she was like, well, we can just do something else. And she said, and she goes, actually, no, let's do this one. I don't even know why it wasn't on my list. And I'm like, oh, bless your heart. <laughs> oh, God, I'm evil. You switch it on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't want that on my page. Awesome. So once again, the website is Melbourne Horror, Horror Film Society. Film Society. Dot org. Excellent. Yeah. All right, let's push on. Uh, keep listening because we do have that John Woo conversation coming up. We also have the American guys. Bonehead Weekly, their podcast, they take over the mic for a little while and that's going to be fun. I think they're going to talk about John Woo movies uh, exclusively. And we have some banger songs to add to the Spotify playlist. And, of course, uh, right now, I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to step out of the room or something, Ben, because you did this whole segment with Jarrett by yourselves. Well, in, in our defence, uh, we were waiting. We were waiting for, uh, <laughs> for the big man to turn up, but he was, uh, he was on the nose beers. I mean, the beers. <laughs> I was a little incapacitated. <laughs> uh, Drunk yeah. on the floor. If you watch the video on social media, you can kind of see him turn what? up towards the end. <laughs> Is this on OnlyFans? Oh, uh, anyway, uh, moving <laughs> on. Enjoy. <laughs> and before we throw it to Jarrett, let's put the brakes on the show just for a second so I can promote Newsly. Newsly, of course, is the super app that you all listen to Good Movie Monday on. I know you do. Don't lie. And if you don't get it, <laughs> go to newsly.me and download it. It is uh, the super app that has all of the podcasts you could possibly want, plus all of the news from around the world. They take the highest trending articles from over 80 different countries and then they sort of funnel it depending on your search criteria. You know, If you're into news or if you're into current affairs, you might be into entertainment, might be into sports, whatever it is, they have you covered and they read the news back to you in a natural human voice, which of course is very handy for when you can't possibly read because you're too busy or you're occupied driving, running, whatever it is. So go to newsly.me and if you upgrade to their premium service using the code MONDAY, without the O, M-N-D-A-Y, you can get a whole month of premium for free, a whole lot more for nothing. 
So go to newsly.me, download it. And now, here's Ben and Jarrett. All right, folks, it's time to strap on the spandex because it's time to get physical with the old mate Jarrett Gunn. How, how's it going, buddy? It's good, Ben. It's very good. I'm glad that you uh, you threw in the physical reference there because I, I was listening back to one of the previous podcasts and it's true. I don't know if I really say PE class that often. So when I actually say, you know, stay physical at the end, people are probably just like, what's this guy's deal with fitness? We can only see his upper torso. Is his bottom like really ripped or something? And I've noticed that some like Glenn over the, in the last couple of months, Glenn has gotten really lazy with the intros of, with you. Like when you start, I don't know if they make it into the show, but when he starts yep. recording yep. with us, it's just like, ah, oh, Jared's here to talk about something. That's pretty much, that's pretty much it. I, I hear the lead in, you know, uh, on the, on the, recording that goes out and i'm like oh okay well at least you know i'm coming up but then i just kind of come out of nowhere so like a bull out of a gate but uh this week's home entertainment ben the good news is that it's you and i so we don't have to talk about those filthy filthy dvds because god knows there's quite a few of them coming out this week but i'm not going to talk about any of them Hell if they don't have a 4k or blu-ray release they're not rating a mention so we I'm won't actually, talk about those i'm films. surprised that you even mentioned things that don't have a dolby atmos soundtrack yeah, it's true. Well, it's getting to that stage now, isn't it? Really? Like, even the Blu-rays have got Dolby Atmos. For instance, The Nun 2, a film that I've yet to see that I probably won't watch because I didn't enjoy the first one and I realise mm, life's precious and there's only so many hours in a day and I'd sooner rewatch something that, you know, I know is going to be shit, but, you know, is, say, made 20, 30 years ago, even earlier. But yeah, Nun 2's coming out on 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray DVD. It's got two featurettes. Both of them run for about five to seven minutes. So it is literally the things you would watch on YouTube. No real added value. Uh, and the Blu-ray and the 4K have Dolby Atmos. So if you don't want the uptick in quality, if you don't want to see the Nun in 4K, you can watch it on Blu-ray and still enjoy the Dolby Atmos. Who, who put this one out, Jared? Who's the... Uh, well, this... it's a Warner title, but it's been distributed on Home Ant through Roadshow because they've got that weird agreement. Roadshow still looks after Warner's Home Ant, Universal look after the theatrical. Uh, but I almost feel like it's like one washes its hands of it and then the other one's sort of like, oh, well. You know, it's lumbered with it. Put it out to dry, exactly. Yeah, I mean, look, to be honest, I'm glad you've cleared that up because the only movie about nuns that I want to see are released by a European company called Private if anyone's heard right of it. okay is that like uh what is it diary of a closeted nun or something like that or yeah it's similar <laughs> they, also, they also did uh uh one called mission to mars uh no not mission to mars mission to uranus and oh. it, the, uh, it contained the first uh, uh zero g uh money shot shall we say oh wow that's incredible okay there you go which, as it turned, I was very disappointed when I did buy it because uh, all they did was turn the camera upside down. <laughs> oh man, they didn't even put him in a gravitron or anything. Put it in a gravitron. No, it was very disappointing. Oh man, yeah, that's oh, well, that's all, all sizzle, no steak. Yeah. Uh, another release I want to mention, another new release I should say, because there's a couple uh, films that are making their Blu-ray debuts locally. Uh, in some instances, collectors' editions locally. But the only other new release I want to mention that's getting a Blu-ray release is Rib Spreader coming yeah. out coming out on blu-ray no dvd and there's a digital hold back until early next year so the only way to watch rib spreader is in full hd on blu-ray which is which is really cool if i you know 
knowing that the only option you have to watch this film is a physical copy and it's in high definition it's we're setting a setting a trend over at monster uh, fest right now doing this i'm look i'm constantly fascinated by the people who ask for a dvd and you think it is 2023 almost 2024 like uh, can you even buy dvd players anymore well that's it and if you own a dvd player how is it still running like, I don't even understand. Like, I don't own a DVD player anymore. I've got 4K. I've still got a Blu-ray player, you know, and that's just a backup in case something happens. But yeah, I don't even know. Apart from Marketplace and maybe, you know, the local bloody thrift store or something, I don't think you're coming across a DVD. Just just splash out and buy one of those cheapies from JB or, you yeah. know, Officeworks. I mean, you can buy a laser Blu-ray player for next to nothing and you can play anything from around the world on it. And so... It's a and and you can't go, but it's not a very good quality player. Well, you're watching something in standard definition. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You're not an authority on quality. But yeah. yeah, you're right. So the DVD is is a baffling thing. But yeah, setting a trend, coming out on Blu-ray, it's loaded with special features. Uh, and I don't know much more I can say about it. It's obviously going out trade-wide into stores sans the slipcase. So if you didn't order it with the slipcase, that's now completely out of print unless uh, Umbrella managed to find some you know, in the warehouse or something and they go on sale at a later point, but same content, just no slips. So yeah, so that should be a that should be a good one. I'm looking forward to seeing that one on adorn JB Hi-Fi shelves everywhere. Uh, you know, next to other films that begin with R like um yeah, like The Rock, uh with Sean Connery. Rain Man, I think very apropos. And Rain Man, yeah, beautiful. That's right. It can go right between the two. So it's perfect. Perfect. Uh, other releases coming out this week now I'll touch on some of the classic films that are making their 4K Ultra HD debuts. You've got The Fugitive and The Color Purple. Now, we did talk about those a couple weeks back. We um, just archival special features on these, but The Fugitive does have Dolby Atmos. I certainly will be buying The Fugitive. I've already uh, listed my copy of The Fugitive Plus US Marshals on eBay. Hopefully, someone will purchase that and I can put those funds toward the 4K. <laughs> And then I don't need U.S. Marshals anymore. Like you know, I yeah, I did never revisited it after the theatrical. Say, arguably, no one but Glenn. Uh, needs yeah, U.S. Precisely, and I'm sure it'll be on Tubi. If yeah. anywhere it should be seen, it's probably Tubi. But don't get me uh, wrong. Then, I love a, I love a Tommy Lee Jones movie as much as the next guy. But uh, oh, totally. But I don't need to own it. I'm uh, happy. Yeah, it's a it's a streaming one. I feel like it went uh, straight out of my head the minute I saw it went out the other end in one ear out the other uh that tommy lee jones one he did with the cheerleaders what was that oh man of the house it was man of the house i get confused because there's the chevy chase joseph uh what's his name jonathan taylor thomas film man of the house as well yeah. so you know damn these filmmakers it's not lee butler's man man of the house it's tommy <laughs> lee jones's man of the house uh but okay other classics we've got coming out now these are all coming from umbrella We've got first up Lord of Illusions. Now this is the Blu-ray debut of this one locally. It did get a release through Cinema Cult on DVD back in the day, but now Umbrella are putting it out with both the theatrical and the unrated uh, director's cut. Well, technically it's rated. It's just the director's cut, but the, the abundance yeah. of special features. There's even two new featurettes on on this release. There certainly are. Um, there's a there's an interview with, uh, of course. It I guess we should uh, clarify that I put this together for Umbrella. It's true. It's... <laughs> That's, and I'm struggling to remember what these extra features are. There's I a, think there was um, one Howie with Burger, um, Howard Burger. Burger the yeah. special effects guy, the K&B. B of K&B effects. 
And then there's Scott Bakula's um, Towboy. I think he he provides. <laughs> no, I think there's uh, a, a special feature. His his name's Steve Hardy, which is uh, which is odd because uh, our boss is Grant Hardy at uh, at Monster. But Steve Hardy is the uh, production designer on the film. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty cool. But if you order the special edition, it does come with a booklet that has uh, an introduction by the guys who run the Clive Barker Archive and. Uh, it's got uh oh it's got a <laughs> it's got a boatload of um it's got the the entire kind of history of the making of the film uh from uh taken from a series of articles that were published in fangoria back in the back in the day uh nice they actually sent the guy the guy's name's anthony anthony c ferranti who we've actually had on the show before he's now gone on he started off as a as a as a uh, film critic and journalist for Fangoria, but he now has directed all the Sharknado movies, and uh, he's like know. a regular Paul Schrader. <laughs> he certainly is. He's like he's like the Asylum's Paul Schrader. Yeah, right. No, that's he, awesome. And and that edition is still available still on available. the Umbrella website at the moment, he, uh, um, which is good because he had unparalleled access. Like he was there during the pre-production, during the writing phase, pre-production, production, post-production and a follow-up afterwards so okay, wow uh, that's pretty comprehensive the, yeah it's a complete kind of lord of illusion story in that booklet which is pretty fantastic i need to i think i need to get a hand a, a hand on one of those ones for sure uh then of course red rock west is coming out on blu-ray and now this is this is probably the, i guess the definitive edition now given that it's got all the special feature content that's on the final cut release from the uk not quite. Or almost all of it it's it's missing it's missing the, an interview with the, there's an interview with the actor on the uk release that we couldn't get because he we couldn't track him down to get his permission right but it does have a video essay by john harrison on john jt walsh it does have a video essay it uh, and it's got some other stuff too it's got it does have some other extras i just can't think of them off the top is of this a, a tr uh, like a, a neo-noir trailer reel perhaps or something like that nature is that on there like there a is a john dahl trailer reel nice excellent uh, excellent on there and there's the there's the commentary with john dahl rick dahl and uh the Roald dahl is he on there as well Roald dahl. yeah he's uh <laughs> yeah he just inserts weird things about giants it and they all those... rhyme <laughs> so it was, it's one of those odd commentaries you know where they they just cut people in yes 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 like yep. special. um very nice and once again it's got a great booklet uh that comes with and i think you edited that uh john harrison uh, i did i did yeah it was it was it was fantastic and funnily enough like i just watched the other day what was it i watched with jt walsh oh needful things uh i just watched that and then when i was channel surfing maybe a night after outbreak was on tv so i saw jt in that as well and got yeah. stuck watching that I, I want umbrella to do a release of that but of course that's that's stuck with warner but I'm pretty sure you could get Kevin Spacey for a commentary these days. He'd be available to yeah. do that. I think he's got a lot of free time to to um, to commit to working on prior projects. I guess it, it depends on who you hire to moderate it. Well, that's true too, yeah. <laughs> and the last one I want to mention is Monkey Shines, which is coming yeah. out from Umbrella. And now this is this is pretty definitive because this does have, as I think, I believe it's got all the special feature content that's on the Screen Factor release that was also on the Eureka release in the UK. I don't know if the actual disc has any new content. I know the Collector's Edition does. It's got, you know, a booklet and some art cards and a fold-out poster, I think. 
Yeah, it's got uh, fantastic art by um, by um, Giorgio Cradaro. Uh, that's on the on the um, rigid case that comes in this right. Yeah, with the special edition. Um, there is and there's there's essays in the booklet by you. And oh yeah, that's right. I did do one. On, yes. On, um, on Orion Orion horror films and uh, Lee Gambon uh, wrote something for it and. Uh, there's also an interview with Joyce Van Patten. These these two, I will say, these two releases were problematic because they were basically put together during the strike, so we couldn't get any cast or writers. Yeah, or writers, or writers, which wouldn't have made that much of a difference with um, with Monkey Shines, seeing as he is no longer with us. Yeah, no, he penned the screenplay. I mean, you could have got the author who wrote the novel. The I've never read the novel to know whether. You know oh, where it is. sort of sits. I actually, I actually but again, it. dealing with authors is pretty tricky. We've had an experience dealing with the author of a novelization that's refused to respond, who's just dropped off completely. Still waiting for those. <laughs> <laughs> He's just yeah, waiting for the right moment um, to to answer ten questions or fifteen is, questions. Uh, yeah, it is. It is problematic, but it is. Look, it's a pretty jam packed release. I think it's. It is. Yeah, I would say I would use the word definitive. Yeah, absolutely. I don't see this until there's a 4K, and I just don't see that happening anytime soon, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, so there's some fantastic releases coming out this week. And now I'll briefly mention Umbrella obviously announced their new releases for February last Friday, and among them was uh, two Rutger Howell films. They've got The Hitcher, and they've also got Flesh and uh, Blood as well. Mm. Uh, I'm quite excited to check out Flesh and Blood again, and I'm curious to see... Uh, what source they'll use for the for the rest for the transfer of the hitcher, whether it'll be this new restoration or an existing HD master. Uh, but I I haven't probed them yet, and I know that it was just as big a news to you as it yeah. were to me. <laughs> I didn't know anything about it until it until it. Uh, I mean, I, I I knew it was in the works, but I didn't know that it was anywhere near being ready to announce. Um, so yeah, look, that's that's um, interesting. I don't, I don't know what master. What master is being used on it uh, or what they're if they're if they're correcting the existing master or they're using that that uh the, which second side i mean second side have been promising that release for a long, oh, long time for eons initially they were promising the 4k then they said no we can only do blu-ray because we've been unable to track down the original negative and we're you know just working from whether it was i, I don't think it was an even interpositive well what source it was but then they were able to get the negative and so then the work began again uh and now it's it's pretty much you get a message every two months to say hey we're still working on it letting you know <laughs> it's coming it's it's coming along so i mean look they did it with dawn of the dead and martin but we ended up getting those and their stellar releases so i guess yeah. patience pays off but i will be i will be interested to hear your take on flesh and blood when you do watch it again because it is like to say politically incorrect by today's standards it is pretty I've not, I literally not seen it since the roadshow tape. And I remember it being a really harrowing experience because um, there was a scene with Jennifer Jason Lee and at the, um, I think it was Jennifer Jason Lee that really yeah. stuck with me. And it was just oof, pretty yeah, brutal. Incredibly... I'm surprised that one even got released in Queensland in all honesty. In all honesty, yeah, incredibly graphic. But, yeah, um, yeah. And it must've been shot. I'm assuming a lot of it was shot here because it's Jack Thompson and Tom Burlinson are in it. Uh, and why would you yeah, have- Yeah, that's a good question. If it wasn't shot, yeah, you know, I don't know too no, much. No, yeah, you're right. Three of it, but 
you would think if you and, and Rutger Hauer was here not long after for Salute of the Jugger as well, which they That's shot right. over here as well. So it would kind of make sense. Yeah, I don't know. That's anyway, Benjamin. Is missing. Oh, it is. Yeah, of course yeah. it is. Yeah, because there's a German release out there, which I think is the alternate cut of it. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a strange one. But it's a highly coveted title. People really want like and want a good release. Yeah. What what's the other title? Something Heroes, something of Heroes. Ah, uh, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, it does have cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a really. If Glenn weird. was if Glenn was here, he wouldn't know either. probably <laughs> <laughs> on the show after after uh, we finish. Yes. <laughs> All right, Benjamin. Well, until next week, stay no, physical. <laughs> In my defence, Ben, <laughs> I haven't been lazy on those intros with Jared. <laughs> I have been trying to incorporate his segment fluently into the show, as if he's just you know he's part on the of, desk, part of the fabric. But um, point taken. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I think, as I mentioned on during the segment, I don't listen to the show, so I don't know how you uh, integrate it at but all. Jared does. Uh, so, mate, next time, so. spanks on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say we still got time. And, oh, <laughs> well, stay, stay physical. physical. <laughs> That's what both Jarrett and I did it uh, together. Now you and I have done it together. Just let's I should, we, should, that too, so. should we just call Jarrett and get him on the phone? You guys can do it together. <laughs> I don't know. Should we? <laughs> I can't be bothered. Anything that's a bit of extra work? No. 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 Um, and yes, of I'm course. I'm all for that. The uh, the alternative title for Salute the Jugger was the Blood of Heroes. The Blood of Heroes. Yes. Um, I was expected to come with that. Yeah, we we're waiting. <laughs> yeah, no. There was a. I thought it was a dropout, but it was in fact it was uh, just us waiting for you to answer that question. <laughs> Speaking of questions, we put one out to Facebook last week. That was a smooth segue mm. there. What's it was the, very professional like until you pointed it out. Like it almost could have been edited like that, but it wasn't. It was done live. What's the ultimate Christmas action double bill? I mean. We kind of know what the answers were going to be on this, right? I just assumed that everyone said Die Hard and Die Hard 2. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's start off with the first one. Tony uh, Markelin came in with Die Hard and Lethal Weapon. So that's a good double banger because mm. people forget that Lethal Weapon is a Christmas mm. movie. It's not as Christmassy, but it's like he comes out of a fucking Christmas tree farm at the start. Well, what I like about it is that it's it's the Christmas suicide movie because <laughs> yeah. that's the whole thing with, yeah. with Riggs. Just yeah. The whole movie is basically trying to kill himself. <laughs> You're like, that's right. And you see all those ads around, you know, holidays are really hard for people. So if you know someone who's struggling, you're like, yes, Martin Riggs. That's right. He's in a trailer by the beach <laughs> all he with needs, a gun. All he does need is to take a run and then partner up with uh, Murta. <laughs> <laughs> then he gets over it. Yeah. And he's a pretty happy-go-lucky guy in all the sequels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, so, uh, I mean, he wasn't first off the, uh, the rank this week. Brody Kane came in second. He must be, he'd be disappointed Lift with that. Lift your game, mate. Lift your game. <laughs> so he did Cobra and Long Kiss Goodnight. That's a oh, Cobra. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's it's funny, like, you know, as we'll we'll go through some of them, there were a lot of action movies set at Christmas time that we just didn't think about. Yeah. Uh, Who have we got next? We had um, TJ Bowser came in with one of Malzi's favourites, Deadly Games. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is also Dial Code Santa Claus. And, and the rest. Yep. <laughs> and, and Home Alone. You doubled that. Like, that's a good yep. double feature. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Hell, yeah. And then the uh, most of the um, the interaction on this are conversations within the answers. So other people chiming in going, yeah, that's a good one. But then we had Aaron Gox. Good old Goxie. He's our Goxie. new loyal listener. He's our new loyal listener. He did Home Alone 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. 
classic uh, classic double. Absolutely. But I am disappointed. The, the movie that I will be recommending at the end of the show was included in that list. It was. Was it Deadly Games? It was. Funnily, it was Long Kiss Goodnight because we talked about <laughs> it. I talked about it last week briefly when I was talking about Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know what? It has been a long time. It is time to reevaluate yeah, Long man. Kiss well, Goodnight. You've got a chance to talk about it a bit later. And, you know, yeah. Or you, can, do or you can just say, I can't be bothered and we can move on. Like, or you just do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some other ones. So, obviously, we had Die Hard 1 and 2, Lethal Weapon, Cobra. Um, I forgot that Cobra was a Christmas movie. Yeah, and so is Rambo, First Blood. And Cobra is also the movie that introduced the idea of cutting pizza with scissors. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, um, First Blood, the yeah. first Rambo movie. Yeah, yeah. Like when he goes into the cop mm. shop at the start, there's all Christmas decorations. Yeah, right. But then particularly at the end with the uh, the showdown when all the, the town goes down, the Christmas lights come up. Mm. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's not explicitly Christmas, yeah, but, yeah, but fuck. the setting is there yeah, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. The James Bond. Film. Yes, that's right. Mm. That takes place at Christmas. Less than zero. That's a. Is that Shane Black? Ooh. Less than zero, the one with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah. Is that Shane Black? Because Shane Black loves to write his like stories at Christmas. Yeah, he's lethal weapon and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Invasion USA, I believe, is a Christmas movie. It is. I fucking love that movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Feel free to stop and talk about any of these because I've got a few to go through. That's um. Is it Matt Fr- Matt Frewer? Also Matt Frewer and um. Chuck Norris. Uh. Is it Chuck Norris? Oh, no, sorry, Invasion USA. I, th- I thought you were talking about Invasion is it Invasion Beverly Hills. Oh, I don't know. Is that the one where they, they clear out they clear out the Beverly Hills neighbourhood because of some... <laughs> I like, don't know that one. Uh, like a toxic gas leak or something like that, but it's actually all the cops are actually just criminals dressed up at cops and they, they basically <laughs> ransack the Beverly Hills neighbourhood. Well, there you go. There's your new recommendation. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to look it up and find all right, out. They're on their phones, everyone. Uh, <laughs> my, my passcode and my face... Thing I no longer work, so I can't get into my phone. Well, one of one that was a recommendation of mine last year when we did the Christmas episode, I believe it was, was Fat Man, the new Mel Gibson. Oh, yeah. The Mel Gibson one. I yeah. love that. That's yep, yep, got yep. Walter Goggins, and mm. it's really fucking great. Like it's just a, it's a very Rambo-like action movie. Mm. Santa's got to defend himself from a naughty boy that's grown up and wants uh, revenge. Cool. Yeah, that's right. I remember you talking about that. <laughs> but like, but, but Santa's on hard times, and he's like got to fire yeah. all the elves. Oh, hilarious! Violent Night was the recent David yes, Harbour one. Yep. Long kiss, good night. Reindeer Games. Oh, yep. Reindeer Games. Reindeer Games. Of course it's a Christmas movie. Uh, I last. just thought it was Ben Affleck does push-ups in prison <laughs> the last and Charlize Theron gets her boobies out. <laughs> Which is Shane Black again, The Last Boy Scouts. Mm-hmm. I think, did Shane Black do that one? I think he did. Yeah. Fact yeah. check me, people. I think so. It's a reason for people to comment. Just fact check me. <laughs> Drop us a line. Ronan is Christmas. Oh, is it? Rocky Four. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's one I didn't know until I was And Rocky Five Is Rocky Five Christmas? It's winter, but I don't think it's Christmas. Right. Born Identity. I had no idea that oh. was Christmas, but yeah. according to all the lists you look yeah, up, right. it is. I mean, once again, yeah, it's winter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean like, when is it's it winter it? in America, it's close to Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And in Europe. <laughs> yeah, that, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Northern Hemisphere, let's just put <laughs> yeah. it that way. Uh, behind Enemy Lines, I didn't know. That was Christmas themed. And Dark Angel. So that's all I got. That's right, behind him, because he crashed. That's his, the whole thing Gene Hackman wants to bring him home for Christmas. Now, <laughs> I haven't watched this yet because I was meant to watch it last night. <laughs> and, uh, like, yet again, I'm like, oh, there's this good movie on, um, Christmas movie on Disney Plus that we should watch tonight. Had it all set up, ready to go. Oh, yeah, I've already watched that. 
Ruben, the five-year-old who's uh. fucking seen everything. <laughs> um, the Naughty Nine apparently is very, very excellent. I almost watched it the yeah. other night because it, re- it, it reminded yeah. me of the Paul Fig film Unaccompanied Minors oh, yeah, about yeah. the kids trapped in an airport yeah. waiting to go home at Christmas and they get snowed yeah. in. So they run them up Apparently it's airport. really good. But it has yes, that so vibe because it's a whole bunch of kids. Yeah, and yeah. Don't they do it like they do a siege on the North Pole? For, yes, yeah, yes. Because they've all yeah, been put on the naughty, all list. On the naughty <laughs> list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Looks great. Yes, and yeah, it's meant I don't to be know his really name, good. but I love the kid in the lead. He's yeah. been good in a few things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was spewing. I was like, oh, just do it right. anyway. So we ended up, oh, I will. Yeah. But, you know, he, you know, he would have only watched it really recently. <laughs> so I was like, fine. So we ended up watching The Floor is Lava instead. Oh, fuck I was like, that. Okay. that yeah. TV show. Yes. Oh, God. I mean, that's kind of like Double Dare when we were kids. You remember Double Dare, don't you, Ben? Sorry, what? Never <laughs> 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 um, mind, uh, just checking. <laughs> I'm, I'm completely uh, ensconced in, as it turns out, the movie's called The Taking of Beverly Hills. Oh, with um, the guy from Zephyr, with, the American with, Zephyr. Uh, Ken Wall. Ken Wall, that's it. Ken Wall, Matt Frewer, directed by Sidney J. Fury. Yes, Disappointing that it's not in the uh, the the box, box set. I think the Boneheads <laughs> spoke about that recently. Harley Jane Kozak. Yep. Robert Darby. This is a great now, cast. Chad Jennings, if you're listening from Bonehead, did you reference that on a recent episode? There's there's another comment. But for is our it? Facebook I can't. Page. What I can't tell is is it? Uh, in my head, it's set at Christmas, yeah. and there's a Christmas Carol bit in it, but I can't, it can't tell. From IMDb, whether or not it's actually set in Christmas or if not. If there's a Christmas Carol bit, that's all you need, mate. Yeah, that close enough. That's all you need. Are there any others you want to add? I think I've been through a fair few of them. As you take a lolly to your gob. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Oh, oh, oh. I got nothing. <laughs> well, then it's a song. <laughs> <laughs>
doesn't love <laughs> long kiss goodnight. <laughs> <laughs> Not this really? guy. Yeah. That, oh my god. That song is called Tomorrow Man by Gus from that movie. <laughs> Everything's coming oh up Rennie Harlan on tonight tonight's episode. <laughs> I know. I kind of had that sinking moment earlier when he was talking about it. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll move along and we'll get back to that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about John Woo, um, king of action movies. Like, it's been 20 years, did you know, since he's made an American film. Oh, wow. Has he been making Hong Kong films? Yes. He went away and made, um, as you'll find out in a minute, I, I asked him, you know, you've been away for 20 years, you know, why so long? And he's like, well, I haven't, haven't been away. I just mm. went to China and made some movies. Now I'm, I'm kind of back. Yeah, so. Biggest, biggest, uh, <laughs> biggest audience in the world, mate. <laughs> That's mm. right. Yeah. Yes, but um, here's something I didn't know about John Woo. You probably did. He made a made-for-television yeah, movie between Face Off and Mission Impossible 2. Blackjack with Dolph Lundgren. Oh, I do know Blackjack. Yeah, I knew you would. That's John Woo. That's John Woo. Yeah, of course. I remember Blackjack. I've got, the, I've got the VHS. That means when you watch it, it probably has those fade-to-commercials. That's what I love. My favourite thing about made-for-TV movies is that for the majority here... They weren't made for TV. I mean, they were made for TV, but we yeah, never got them on TV. Yeah, 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 we got them on video as yeah. a as yeah. a new release movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is just totally a legit film. Yeah, seven dollars. Classic, po- classic <laughs> um, Poison Ivy with Michael J. Fox. I always thought that was a theatrical film, and it has those fade marks when yeah, the commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like, no, but and they used to do it a lot of the time with pilots. Yeah, pilots of TV shows that well, we never got yeah. here. I believe that one was a pilot. Right. Mm. Yeah. Well, I found it. I got one. I got one. Uh, like about this. It's like an American football team movie yeah. and I was like I picked up the VHS and I'm like this looks great no research seven seasons of it on TV we <laughs> never got it here at all all we got was the pilot movie oh Damn. my god yeah. that's like people that fell for the Twin Peaks pilot movie like, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> do you have a do you have a favourite John Woo movie uh, that's a good question um, does Bulletproof Monk account I kind of blame him for Bulletproof Monk, to be honest. He didn't do that, did he? No, he didn't. No. But he brought Che on fat oh, to the yes, attention yeah. of Western audiences. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then they went and made Bulletproof Monk <laughs> with him in it. I saw that theatrically and I didn't hate it. Look, I saw it theatrically as well. And like that and The Replacement Killers, is that what it was called? What was yeah, the one I, with Mark Wahlberg and Che on fat? Uh, the Replacement Killers, then The Enforcer. Yeah. Was it The Enforcer? That What's the one with Mira Sorvino? That's The Replacement Killers. Replacement Killers. And I then, saw that one theatrically as then, well. Then... And they, there's that, the they make the joke about laying pipe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because there's a couple of movies around that time that kind of all felt the same. Yeah. We had replacement killers, if I'm not mistaken, was Antoine Fuqua. Yeah, right. did the Equalizer movie. They were all just Che on fat. Yeah, and, uh, and, uh, But I reckon probably, I mean, look, <laughs> it's hard to go past Hard Boiled. I was going to say, Hard Boiled's my favourite. Like, that, the opening alone is the best. What I find so amazing about it, though, yeah. is that he does Hard Boiled. He does The Killer. He does Hard Boiled. Yeah. Then he comes over to Hollywood because his movies are so awesome. Yeah. And he makes Face Off, which don't get me wrong, great movie. Yeah. Broken Arrow, great movie. Yeah. Nowhere near. No. Like you kind of, you almost, you have to wait to the raid. Yeah. It's like, for there is right. another movie it's that's like as action packed as Hard Boy. They wanted him and they lured him across you know, the ditch yeah. and then they made him dilute it. They made him water it down. It's what Hollywood does though, isn't it? Mm. But if you want him in the first place, no. Yeah. Go and crack it. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, hard that was that me. was so loud it that rang the bell so on the mic. It actually made me jump. <laughs> <laughs> and you, she's from the horror society. Yeah, I yeah, know. <laughs> you weren't actually hundred percent sure what he was talking about when he said. No, crack. I didn't. I had no idea. And then I'm like, then I was like, jumped, and then I was like, oh, that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so his new movie is the Christmas theme, Silent Night. The interesting thing about this movie is that there's no dialogue whatsoever. What? It's basically a, a silent film, like the artist. 
Yeah, <laughs> Chinese artist. The Chinese artist. <laughs> um, essentially a silent film, and it's just right. lots of um, like gunfire and loud music. It's like a double a, entendre. A long, like a long <laughs> music <laughs> video, <laughs> really. Um, and it's very much like the style of it. it's very John Wick. It's that kind of thing. Mm. Um, very interesting film. Did you do you have a favourite John Wick film at all? Oh, probably Face Off because I've yeah. seen that the most. Like, it's a great movie. Yeah, I mean, that Face Off taught me that if you stick someone with a knife, twist it so it doesn't, it never heals properly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah like, totally. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Who's the daughter? Informative. Who is the daughter in that? Is it Dominic Swain? I don't know. Or is it far out? My favorite thing about Face Off really is that in Pitch Perfect when they have the the yeah, Face Off and she does the. She actually does, she mimes the face off thing, and you're like, that's pretty good. Yeah. It, it is Dominic Swayze. Is yeah. it Dominic Swayze? This is yeah. where the show needs a producer on the side. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, Joan Allen. Do you want to pay oh. me to do it? I think it must be the only movie. <laughs> <laughs> if we had the money. <laughs> that's what my work says. Want to do it for free? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Gina Gershon, I forgot no. about that. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got to watch Face Off again. Yeah, Jesus. damn straight. But I'll, I'll do it for the, um, Mel's. Um, butter chicken and, and, <laughs> yeah. and fireball. Butter chicken and fireballs. I'll do anything for that, that combo. <laughs> nice. <laughs> just imagine that travel every week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let me just lay some context for this uh, interview. I did have to slow down my, my speech pattern for this because English is his second language and he really had to sort of uh, struggle to understand me. And I, quite frankly, had to, you know, <laughs> struggle to understand him a little bit too. So uh, because this is an audio podcast, there are no subtitles, people. Just listen very carefully. <laughs> this is John Wu. I shall say this only once. G'day, John. Uh, Hi. Thanks for chatting. Um, I'm a massive fan of yours. I hope you're well. Yeah, I'm for I'm, Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's been 20 years since you've worked in America. What drew you back to the States? Well, uh, you know, I uh, actually I have never left. You know, I uh, I just went to China to make a uh, two or three movies, uh, and it, uh, just uh, uh, try to make a change. You know, up uh, to paycheck, since uh, I couldn't get any uh, better uh, script anymore, so I have to, uh, you know, try something else. And then after I uh, made all those Chinese movies, some worked pretty good, uh, some didn't work well. Uh, and, then, and then when I come back, I, I, I just uh, wanted to do something much smaller. You know, mm-hmm. in, in the old time, uh, since I have been established as a big movie director, you know, uh, there are a lot of good scripts, you know, at much a smaller scale but good, you know, so script, they have never sent it to me. So, <laughs> when, I, so when I come back or looking for uh, some new material, and then I found uh, Silent Night, I was so excited. It had a very, uh, besides it had a uh, very good, very touching uh, story, uh, but in the meantime, it had no dialogue. <laughs> I think it's very challenging and very... Uh, and also good for me, you know, because I am uh, uh, kind of like a t- the visual teller. Uh, I like to use a visual to tell a story more than uh, any words, you know. So and that they uh, uh, and I also feel usually for the Hollywood, uh, you know, script, 
They usually mm. like to use a lot of dialogue to explaining a uh, lot of things, you know, to uh, sometimes even telling the uh, uh, the audience how how they feel, how the actors feel, how they uh, what they are thinking, you know. So I I think it's uh, sometimes uh, I never like uh, you know uh, too much of dialogue, but now <laughs> this one uh, we don't have to say anything, you know, just a visual and sound. And how I, long is a script that doesn't have dialogue? Is it short? Huh? How long is a script when it doesn't have dialogue? Yeah, yeah. Uh, is it a long script? Without the without the dialogue, how long? Oh, sorry. Uh, for a script, and actually, it's a normal script, uh, over a hundred pages. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not. Uh, uh, it it didn't feel any shorter because of it. Uh, no dialogue. Uh, actually, it's a uh, uh, hundred and. Uh, eighteen pages, something like that. Okay. You know, because the, the the writer have a very detailed uh, description of the uh, uh, every uh, emotion and even action. You know, the, so wow. uh, yeah, excellent. And when you were filming, I I assume you didn't record audio. Was that um, liberating to not have to worry about? And not to worry about it. You know, we we just recording uh, some. Uh, the, uh, the local song and you know for for reference you know and then the, in, uh, uh, we 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 do all the song uh, in uh, in the post. Yeah. Do you feel that that gave you more freedom? Yes. To uh, not have sound. More freedom, and then uh, I I I think uh, even though our schedule is very tight and uh, and uh, not much of a money, you know, but. Uh, I have a lot of a creative freedom. You know, I think the good thing about an independent film is, is uh, sometimes you can do whatever you, uh, uh, we can do whatever we want. And then mm-hmm. uh, especially uh, I can more like uh, what I used to be, uh, but, uh, more rely on the instinct. Yes. You know, like I did... Uh, like uh, there's a scene, you know, uh, when uh, when Joe uh, come into the room and walk into the, the child's room, see uh, uh, there are a lot of toys, and mm-hmm. in uh, from the original script, uh, suppose uh, uh, it should have a quite a lot of uh, flashback, the flashback of uh, the father and son playing the toys together, and yeah. then. Uh, and then uh, we only got half of the thing, and, and then uh, we we couldn't do anything. And then all of a sudden, uh, Joe suggesting, uh, "How about uh, you know, uh, I sleeping my, I was dreaming, dreaming to sleeping my son." I said, "Oh, it's a great idea, you know. Okay, okay, okay <laughs> let's do it all in one shot. Okay, you lie on the bed, the camera pushing under you, and then the uh, the close up, and then uh, when we pull out, we see." Uh, the little kid uh, sleep beside you, and then you you touch him, and then with the camera pushing to your close up again, and the child disappear. Uh, so uh, and you feel pretty upset about it. So and yeah. and it, everybody's so excited about the change uh, because we have to change and we got because of the time and yeah and 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 it turned out is more more creative. More creative, you know. So and then, uh, uh, 
we have uh, so many uh, similar situation, like uh, the uh, even though the action, action, trees, mm. you know, and then. Uh, and the location was uh, so much different from the script version. So we have to, right. uh, because everything is so tight, you know, and then uh, we have to uh, make everything so cleverly. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It feels to me also like it's a little bit of a throwback to your early work. Did you feel like a young director again? Yeah, I just feel like I, uh, uh, in a similar way I work in Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, they, uh, they, they, uh, uh, we, uh, we used to work with a much smaller team, and we all know each other as a family, and then that the, the uh, and that the director have full control. Yeah. Uh, the director uh, can, uh, you know, can be a, a, a tour, uh, you know, mm. you know, yes. a movie, you know. I can. So that's why I, I can shoot like a. Uh, the killer uh, with no script, mm. you know, <laughs> the whole thing all in my mind. I just, I just thought what I feel, what I, what I want, you know. So it, it was, uh, uh, it, was, it was similar situations like that. So it remind me of a big movie in Hong Kong. I love that. I love that. I also felt that this movie felt very much like almost like a comic book. Were you inspired by any other kind of medium, like anime or anything like that? Well, uh, you know, earlier time, uh, yes. You know, I, uh, I, I, you know, uh, I, I used to read a mag magazine, <laughs> they, 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 they kind of comic book, but not a superhero type. It's, uh, mm, yeah. I like the, 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 the uh, you know, like a, uh, the kind of comic book about, about uh, you know the uh, the good and bad, uh, the good and evil, you know, against each yes. other, and then uh, some uh, something uh, making fun with uh, politics, you know, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, uh, well, uh, yeah, uh, I, uh, I, uh, uh, I must say, uh, you know, uh, I also have a, a pretty good sense of humor, you know. I, I, you do. I, I love humor thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Another interesting thing about this film is the music. So Marco Beltrami's um, music feels very, very integral to this movie, more than usual. Um, did you find that the score for the, the movie, it was like directing music as opposed to, you know, just orchestrating? Well, uh, I really like uh, uh, Marco's work. Uh, the only thing I talk to him is... Uh, uh, my favorite music, you know, uh, for the film is pretty much like uh, uh, Mariconi's, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the uh, cinema paradise, uh, paradise of uh, uh, cinema. Mm. Uh, you know, the, uh, the Italian film, you know. The, 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 yeah, Cinema so Paradiso. I, I think that kind of mood is a pretty... Uh, 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 match uh, for the tone of our movie, and then I let him free. I so, uh, uh, I think uh, since there, uh, uh, there are no uh, dialogue, uh, mm -hmm. and I told him the music is the only language uh, in a film. So uh, I had I let him to free uh, to uh, uh, you know to give his uh, 
uh, emotion, feeling uh, into the uh, uh, music, and then the, uh, let them do, let the music support uh, or uh, the uh, the uh, the drama, you know, and mm-hmm. then the, uh, and to to involve with the emotion, you know. So uh, everything, uh, you know, uh, beside. Uh, uh, besides that, you know, I have never given him any in- instruction, and I really like that, you know, the orchestra, you know, that 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 that, uh, uh, that really could give the movie a, a great quality, you know, feel. Absolutely, he's done a remarkable job, and uh, the the music is very very integral to the story. Um, before I wrap up and say goodbye, I'd like to ask one final question. Um, filmmaking has changed a lot over the years since you started making films. What's been the biggest change for you? No, there are not much change for me I, because I, no. I didn't, I didn't care much about the, uh, 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 what had changed, uh, what had been changed, uh, movie, you know, the, the, the like uh, the, all those uh, big projects in uh, sci-fi movie and uh, Marvel movies, I have never watched one. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, so I, uh, I I didn't get any change. I just uh, uh, I like to maintain my own style, my own character, you know. Uh, and then uh, like uh, I think, uh, uh, but in the meantime, uh, the uh, the audience uh, also get a little tired uh, about those kind of movies. And they all were uh, going back, uh, like going back to, to the old school movie, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, the real movie, uh, the, yep. the, the honest movie, the, you, know, the, the, you know, like, uh, you know, Oppenheimer, you know, uh, got uh, uh, so much success, and Martin yes. Scorsese, the movie, so much success, you know. I, uh, I guess, uh, you know, they... Uh, they really want uh, to uh, watch, uh, you know, the the old time movie, you know, then then the uh, the uh, <clears throat> like Silent Night. Uh, even though uh, we only saw the uh, the, uh, the trailer, uh, mm-hmm. some audience already get, get get excited about it, you know. So Absolutely, I, think, I also think they're excited because it's you. You are a legend, sir. Thank you so much for taking time to chat. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. sir. Welcome to Bonehead Weekly Fun Size. Glenn's got John Woo on the show. Why can't we fill the woo? I don't know, some bitch. He's one. He's an icon. John he's Wu an is. icon, and John Woo's pretty cool too. Yeah. Oh, hey. Anyway, so we're going to be talking about some of our favorite John Woo tropes and John Woo films. I'll go first. I like the killer, but man, when I saw Hard Boiled in the nineties. Mm-hmm. My mind exploded, and I still haven't watched it in years. Still remember it. You're hard boiled towards the end. It's just so cool, Chad. The, the scene where the guy gets ran over by the by the motorcycle, which I think is like in the first. Is that in like the first ten minutes? I cannot remember. I haven't rewatched it in a while. I was but, watching Face Off the other day, but I haven't rewatched. Yeah, and I'll tell I'll tell this story. I'll tell this. I'm holding the story for when it's my portion. But when my friend showed me that movie in high school, it blew my brain. I'm like, "What the hell is this?" And 
uh, we actually sit in class and watch that movie together for the first time. And I would, I, I just could not stop it. I, it was, it was too phenomenal. For you people who've never seen it, check it out. It's just about a tough-ass cop who goes undercover to shut down a mob and teams up with another undercover agent. It's every kind of cliche Hollywood action movie that obviously John Woo really worshipped because mm-hmm. he made The Killer, he made Face Off, he made Hard Boiled. But that being said, <clears throat> it takes all of that, puts it into a blender, brings it out through John Woo's eyes into just absolute beauty. Chad, you're next. So my introduction to John Woo was, of course, his American films. It, it started with Hard Target, then it became Broken Arrow, then it became Face Off. And that's all I knew of John Woo. And then as we were, as I just mentioned, my friend in high school, it was hard to find those movies where we were from. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a small little uh, video store miles away from our, our town. And he picked up this copy of Hard Boiled. And as Joe said, it just blew me away. It was like no, no other action film I had seen before. But that's not the John Woo film that actually impressed me more than any. And it honestly... As Joe briefly just said it, the killer is the one that I genuinely, truly loved. Not only just for the action, but for the story of this man, this hitman who accidentally blinds a, a singer, and he is now trying to rectify his mistake in the bloodiest way possible. That and Face Off are his two best films. I just I agree. like the batshit crazy of Hard Boiled. And I agree with you. And that's what that's. And then honestly, I respected him for the three American films. But then when I went and saw his his original um, foreign work, it just expanded him to a whole new level for me. He literally became John Woo the icon. And go ahead. No, I was about to say. Whenever you're ready, James. James. Oh, I you know I have a hard time picking a favorite movie because yes, Face Off, yes, all of that. But what I want to talk about is one of the my favorite. I, I guess it's a trope, and quite frankly, I hope he gets a check every month from the fine people at Beretta. <laughs> because I don't. If you know this, hit the only gun he likes, the only gun that he thinks is, for lack of a better term, uh, pretty in film that's not the term he would use is the beretta 92 and so if you go back and watch his films you're going to see that gun a lot because he said all other guns look dumb the beretta 92 looks cool and in all fairness go back and watch it when he's doing for lack of a better term gun foo when those guns are flying everywhere and all that stuff his guns look cool yeah, well, we're totally jealous. <laughs> it works well. We, we're totally jealous that they've got Good Movie Monday. John Woo's on Good Movie Monday. Anyway, this has been a Bonehead Weekly Fun Size. Well, there you go. Thank you to the Boneheads. Hard boiled for the win. <laughs> it's like a, that's a no-brainer. Full-drawn conclusion. All right, we're up to recommendations. We are near the end of the show. Can you believe it? What? <laughs> Already, Melody here for the sound effects. <laughs> we can produce the show and be yes. the sound effects person. Oh, like if you could get those buttons to work, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Those buttons are the bane of my existence. I've bought myself for uh, as a little pre-Christmas gift. Yeah. I bought myself a 
like a, one of those home podcast kits from Timu, mm-hmm. the fifty dollar <laughs> ones. Nice. And it comes with a little thing like that. It only it only can handle one microphone and one thing. It's completely <laughs> completely useless for anything involving more than one person. This is oh for a, a wank cast, right? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I wank. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I is small and the yeah. W in no. wanky is large. Yeah, obviously. It's only got one eye. It's only got one eye. Yeah. <laughs> but it has sound effects on the board. Applause. Boo. Well, the, the boo will come in handy. <laughs> and fart. Right. Fart. Perfect. That's yeah. all I need. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because you're not going to get any applause. No. no. Not even, not a, I can't even give myself applause. <laughs> Is this going to be for your terrible choose TV show Tuesday? Or what <laughs> uh, terrific TV Tuesday, <laughs> please. <laughs> so there won't ever be able to be any guests? No, no. it'll just be me okay. talking about it. I really like I gotta, You'll find very quickly that I have nothing to say except that oh, I was pretty good. You could do that thing where you just change sides of the desk. Like I think that's yes, a good run around. Yeah. And go. So do I, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> no, this would be. And the, one this can be the one can be the voice that he the last yeah. time delegation <laughs> voice. And the other. I can I can tell you I can give you a, an example of the entire show. Right. It would be uh, welcome to Terrific Tuesday, <laughs> Terrific TV Tuesday. I'm your host Ben Helwing, and this week I watched Slow Horses. It's great. Thanks. Join us next week. <laughs> I used to do micro podcasts. You should do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's very quick. It contains. <laughs> right, um, that's there's no segue there. Like I was really pleased with that yeah. last one. I was letting you, We're dipped. I was letting yeah, you ramble on, so I could try and find downhill. an entry point, and guys. I couldn't. So from I wank <laughs> to what, that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> See, she's better at it. She's better at it. 2002, there was a movie with Dean Cain called Christmas Rush, but in Australia it was called Breakaway. Have you got this on VHS? I bet you do, because I used to. This movie is fantastic. I've always known of it and I've I had the VHS never watched it it's got Eric Roberts and <laughs> Ben's favorite um, Erica Alaniac and it is essentially you sure it's not chases it is a made for television diehard it is diehard in a shopping center and I watched this and I thought why the fuck did Bruce McLean never take down terrorists in a shopping center no you haven't got an answer no <laughs> missed opportunity <laughs> that's guys. right exactly right and it also combines the elements of diehard 3 but the tagline get this one in the season of giving, the department took his badge. Criminals took his wife. Now one cop is taking matters into his own hands. It's the lamest, lamest tagline I've ever heard. Like there was opportunity there to do something really special. The interns are running the, uh, <laughs> running so, the poster shop there. So the, the plot has Eric Roberts as a disgraced cop and an ex-con who stages an elaborate heist of a shopping centre vault on Christmas Eve because his theory is all the, shop, all the stores you know, hold their money into one vault at the end of the year. Um, I don't know if that's how shopping centres actually work. I don't think it is. No. <laughs> but anyway, this guy's dumb it's enough. It's every man for so. himself at a shopping centre, yeah. as far as I understand. So he, he also happens to need life-saving cancer surgery for his son or treatment. So we've got this little bit of empathy there for him. But he's also just a maniacal motherfucker and just kills people, you know, without any hesitation. So he's kind of – there's not much sympathy there. But, look, naturally – Dean Kane stumbles across his plan, happens to be at the right place at the right time, and then it's all on. He turns into John McClane. And look, the action is fantastic. Uh, for all intent and purposes, you know, the acting is pretty good. And I just kind of watched this wishing that they had made a diehard in the shopping centre. You know what the problem with this movie is? Yeah, is I'll tell you right now. Okay. Is that both Dean Kane <laughs> and Eric Roberts have made like 5,000 movies and finding an IMDb <laughs> is next to impossible. <laughs> look up Christmas I'm Rush. Just so scroll, just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. That's a great title too yeah, for an action movie, is, right? Yeah. 
Christmas Rush. I don't, why the fuck would they change the name Christmas Rush mm. to Breakaway in Australia? The title doesn't make sense to the story. I do remember this this cover. Yeah. It's actually a pretty good movie, mate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? You know, there's, Add it I, to your I, Christmas I, list, mate. I love movies that are die that are basically described as die hard in a yeah like there's under a, siege and you know. yeah there's well what what's, I think you may have did you recommend it to me the one with um, Rowdy Roddy Piper Andrew Dice Clay Robert Darby and Shannon Tweed and it's basically die hard in a beauty pageant no it wasn't I, me this, uh, it was me but that's which is amazing great. like yeah. and Shannon Tweed is the one like Robert Dar- uh, not Robert Darby Robert Darby's the cop on the outside yeah um, Rowdy Roddy Piper is like the Sidekick Andrew Dice Clay is the main kind of Hans Gruber type <laughs> villain, and uh, and uh, what's her name? Um, whose name I literally just said? Uh, Shannon Tweed yeah. is the John McClane character, oh, who's like a, she's a beauty. She's a, like a you know one of the she's the original contestants. And yeah, and but she's also yeah. like an ex something or another that can kick ass. Yeah, fucking it's amazing. But there's cool. a whole string of those kind of yeah. die-hard knockoffs, which is great. Yeah, well, this is one. Add it to your list. Yeah. I thought it was quite fun. It's an easy watch too. Melzi, what about you? Well, weirdly enough, <laughs> there is an actual segue between your film and my film, but I'm not going to do it smoothly like you guys did earlier uh, because I'm explaining it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> she could have just gone for it. Or yeah, <laughs> no. No. Um, so we're going from yours, Christmas Rush, and mine has a Black Friday sales rush. Ooh. Oh. Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. I have to. Yeah. And it's not from lack of me seeing things recently because I had multiple films that I could have actually chosen from because I've been sick with bronchitis. So um, I actually watched things this month. But um, I took myself to see Thanksgiving the other day. What a banger. I saw, oh. I, saw you, I saw you post about it. You yeah, and all your I friends. Didn't even, yeah, me well, and all hang my on, friends. before we go any but further. But there were actually... A there, I think there were like four other people in the cinema, so I, there were actually other people there. Not with me, but yeah. <laughs> they didn't do that let's, thing. Let's they, be clear. They didn't do that thing where they walk in and go, "Sorry, is this seat taken?" And the whole cinema is empty, but they just want to. I was thinking that actually because okay. I did move because there was rubbish next to the seat that <laughs> I was like booked into, and I was like, "Someone so, fucking comes in here and they're in this seat that I moved to." Oh my god! Given that this is like still a, a cinema yes, release, yes. try to give us your best without spoilers. Yeah, of for course, people. of yeah, course, of course. Because yeah. you hate um, spoilers anyway. Hey. You hate spoilers anyway. I hate spoilers yeah. anyway. Yes, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I, yeah, so obviously this is directed by Eli Roth, still in the cinemas at the moment. Um, it's based on a fake trailer from the Grindhouse movie mm-hmm. or in between the Grindhouse yeah. movies, by, um, yeah. Death Proof and Planet Terror. Yeah. So Eli Roth directed a fake trailer in between those and it encompasses some of those at, like the elements from the trailer. I did hear that he said to take it as... A uh, like it's not it's not that is not a trailer for this film. No, this is a um what's the word when they re it's not a remake it's reimagining a, a re boot a reboot of uh, that movie. So say that movie was made back in two thousand. The Mother's Day thing. This is now a, a reboot yeah. of that movie. Had so they made the the original trailer, the fake trailer, mm. into a movie, it just would have been a gimmick. It yes, would have been just a really exactly, and that's because I've heard some people say, "Oh, I kind of wish that it had have been no, like that." And then people are like, "No, it wouldn't have." Yeah. I mean, and people are like, "Oh, because well, those fucking movies didn't—they weren't a success back in two thousand and seven. So also, why would you even do that?" But also, like that was the joke, right? Yeah, that it was exactly. very grindhousey. But also, yeah. movies that were made back in the seventies weren't trying to be bad. No, no, <laughs> you know, no, so no. That's where and I and that's the yeah. and, and it yeah, it's it's not bad. It is fucking great. <laughs> I 
Did uh, Tony the Tiger just it. enter the room? What? <laughs> Tony the Tiger. Great. The Frosty Fritz. <laughs> They're great. <laughs> same oh my God, hair as you. I literally. Same colour hair as you. <laughs> well, I changed it today. So maybe, maybe that has happened just all in this, like, today. Oh, just I walked out of the cinema like... I was texting on the Discord. I was on the Discord. Which someone on the Discord did say, oh, thanks for the invite. I'm like, I don't fucking go with anybody to anything. Um, but I was like, I, like in big capital letters, I am obsessed. Get to this movie stat. Like that's all in capital letters. I'm like, I fucking loved it. I just loved it. If you if you love your 70s and 80s slashes, this is definitely one you want to get it, into. It's sure. a, yeah. yeah. And it's hardcore. But, it's hardcore. But I loved, I loved all the characters... Um, I'm not one to pick things, but mm. I probably did kind of pick it a little bit. Yeah, but, I did. But I did. Those did scabs on your arm would disagree with it. But it, <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't matter. Fucking like, hell. but it was it was so fun. Like, I'm just sitting here in the background waiting so for jokes. It was so fun. Yeah, I loved it so much, and it, it has the most wonderful um, Black Friday sale opening. Oh my god! It certainly. Did it's what Black Friday the movie should have done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's got, you know, commentaries in it and stuff, mm. but like done in I was I was I was fucking cacking up the whole way through it. Like I and was just giggling the, the whole way through. The best part is it makes fun of Gen Z. Yeah, yeah. In a big yeah. way. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. nah, massive recommendation. Great, great recommendation. Yeah. All right, we all know what Ben's gonna talk about. Take it away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shocks us with something else right now. <laughs> yeah, I was literally just trying to think of something, something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going to talk about? What it's going to talk well, about? Yeah, yeah, I can't even think. Breakdown. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you know breakdown happens at Christmas? Oh my god, what? <laughs> Home for the holidays. That's an action movie, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the one with the geese. What movie character do you think is Samuel L. Jackson's favorite he's ever played? His personal favorite. I reckon it's got to be. Uh, well, no, you tell me. What do you reckon? I reckon it's uh, Frank in New York and uh, Ernest in Chicago. Longest That's the longest goodnight yeah, gag. Yeah that, yeah. that was my bit. That's his. <laughs> that's my favorite bit in the movie. He's on TV right there with Larry King. And he's like, uh, well, I always believe in being frank and earnest with the ladies. In New York, I'm frank. And in Chicago, I'm earnest. You are correct. He does it. He wants to do it again as well. Look, I, I saw it theatrically when it came out and mm. I fucking loved it. Yeah. I haven't seen then, it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't think it, so. Then, it's a banger. Yeah. Then I saw it on home video mm. and I was like, oh, that's a bit cheesy. I don't know if I, I don't really like Very this. Very cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I haven't I haven't kind of watched it in mm. 20 years. Like yeah. the alarming thing is I think Gina um, Davis. Gina Davis is like 35 in it. Yeah, I know. And you're like, fuck it, hell. <laughs> <laughs> God. This makes me feel old. Yeah. Um, makes me feel old just hearing about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but basically, basically the movie's about um, Gina Davis uh, lives in a small town with her boyfriend and her daughter um, and she's been there for eight years and she just washed up on the shore eight years prior with amnesia and oh. was two months pregnant. Oh, wow. And basically she's, been, she's, she's gone through multiple private detectives trying to find out who mm. she is mm. and she's down to like the, literally the worst private detective <laughs> left, mm -hmm. which is Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> And but he manages. He's like you know. And Samuel L. Jackson, his character is so good. Yeah. He basically the start of the movie. He's got this sideline where he, <laughs> he's like his his secretary is a prostitute, and they basically set up married men 
mm. and like he he pretends yeah, to be a, nice. like so she she takes the the men to bed yeah and he busts in with yeah. uh, him and his fellow cops <laughs> yeah. and shake them down for money yeah and but he he's too cheap to to pay anyone to pretend to be the fake cops so he just gets homeless people who are oh. like <laughs> drunk <laughs> and. They can't remember their lines. They don't <laughs> do anything. Like one oh of them pukes God, in amazing. the middle of the arrest and stuff. It's so he's such a good character. But then, in the course of the movie, she kind of she kind of remembers who she is mm-hmm. and goes about um, you know tracking down her old employers. What she doesn't know is a lot has changed in the eight years that she's been out of the business, and the landscape is completely different. So she's basically you know stepping on the wrong t- toes. Yeah. When she comes back, and it just turns into this giant action movie, it's great. Like, and I, I, there's a there's a the, there's a great part with Brian Cox, who's also in it, mm-hmm. uh, where he's at the his introduction in the film. He's sitting there by the by uh, in dinner with his with his wife, who looks like she's virtually catatonic, but <laughs> she's, she's got the, this dog, this little like dog in her lap, and the dog is just licking its ass. And Brian Cox is trying to eat. And he's like, Jesus Christ! Like, you know, <laughs> like. <laughs> Your dog and my appetite are mutually incompatible. <laughs> yeah, like your dog has been it's been licking its ass for the last three hours straight, and I think we can agree that either whatever was up there is not coming out, or was never there to begin yeah. with, or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's this great bit. But it's almost like the, uh, I mean, I guess the concept of it's very much almost like a comedic role reversal of the Born Identity. Yeah, you know, yeah, she it really becomes is. this fucking spy or secret agent. Mm. Um, yeah, and it, look, it's, it is hilarious. I'm pretty sure it's because it's Rennie Harlan. It was like yeah. when they were married, and he was creating films for her. Yeah, and I think it, I think it, it, well, it would have been the one before Cuthred Island. Yeah, I think so. that pretty much ended his well, not ended his career, but because uh, he was like it sunk him for a while. Yeah, he was like the number one Die Hard two. Yeah, number one director in Hollywood, kind of at the yeah. time, yeah. or very close to it. Yeah, absolutely. like he was the. Um, Cliffhanger, like he was doing. Yeah, big he was things. doing the big action. He was the Michael Bay of his time. Yeah, for sure. And unfortunately, Michael Day- Bay deserves to <laughs> crash as hard as <laughs> Rennie Harlan did. But it says a lot when you've got someone like Samuel L. Jackson that does not need a, a, a dime. Like he is a very well, uh, a wealthy man, and he has all these blockbusters, you know, in his uh, back pocket. Yeah. He wants to do a part two. Yeah, like that says a lot about the totally, character. Totally, totally, it would be great. Yeah, it would be it. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And I think Gina Davis is on board too. If I saw a Comic Con panel, what recently. else is she doing? Exactly besides, right. Besides going for so rants it, on, it on all the internet, just comes down to Hollywood. Like, yeah, do it. Somebody just give him some money. Or Samuel, you're rich enough to do it yourself, mate. Yeah. But would you? Would uh, a Gina, a Gina and Rennie talking? Like, are they? We don't need Rennie anymore. You wouldn't get so, Rennie back nah, to direct it. No, he's Michael busy Bay. Doing, he's busy doing his Strangers trilogy. Yeah. Get Michael Bay in there. Uh, no, he wouldn't do someone else's property, would he? I reckon now he would. <laughs> All right, maybe. I don't know who's a, who's a, a hot shot. Get John Woo in there. <laughs> Get one of the one of the, yeah the two the John Wick guys. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Chad Stolinski or whatever his name is. Yeah, maybe shit though. <laughs> Get one of the, the Get one of the guy. Get one of the indie guys that uh, got roped into doing a Star Wars movie but then ran into the brick wall at his Kathleen <laughs> Kennedy and uh, didn't actually get to do any directing. Like, get one of the, like, who, the, the Chronicle guy or something. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Chronicle guys. Yeah. Yeah, no. I've, just, I've just made, I've made, the, I've made all Hang the decisions wasn't, for wasn't, you, fellas. Wasn't Chronicle like um, Max Landis? Well, I thought he wrote it. Well, maybe he did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We don't want him on Because that was the, yeah. I think he was any writing stuff. 
think he got cancelled a while ago. I think he's been cancelled yeah. now, yeah. Anyway. Oh, has he? Yeah, he has. Oh. Yeah, don't ask me how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, go down, I'll, I'll go down that rabbit hole. No uh, doubt. No doubt, it's, yeah. no doubt there's nothing worth cancelling. You know, but, but he it runs in his family, doesn't it? Doing bad things. Does it? <laughs> Another rabbit hole. Another, another, another rabbit hole. Go down the John Will I start with John or, yeah, or go Max? Down the, go down the John oh, Landis rabbit hole. Okay, yeah, right. Uh, how ah, that man continued to excellent. work afterwards is beyond Really? Yeah, bangers afterwards, too. But anyway, we'll oh, get into that another oh, I'm time. I'm excited for my two hour drive home <laughs> to then get into this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Isn't there a doco on that? Isn't there a doco on <laughs> I believe Oh, so. really? Yeah. Um, oh, it's, it's the. Um, it's might the making I might of. recommend it. It's actually the making of doco on the DVD. Isn't it like one of those Netflix shows where it's like. Hollywood horror stories oh, like yeah, right. oh. behind the scenes disasters on oh, movies. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's more to it than that. Anyway, yeah, we've okay. been very oh, ambiguous for the audience listening. Yeah. Got, there you go. Get just in case get one your, day we get, get John Landis on the show and he goes back and listens to every episode. Yeah, yeah. Got their work cut out for them now. Absolutely. Listeners. So Malzi, thanks for being here. Thanks for having yeah, me. Hope you enjoyed the drinks. I did. Excellent. Um future producer over there. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it for my day job or anything. Yeah, that's right. Ben, as always, thank you. Thank you, Glenn. We're gonna. This is kind of a tie-in to Long Kiss Goodnight because it is the <laughs> theme music from from like Born Identity. It's that Moby track. Ah. That, you know, it's the, ah. Yeah. Can you do it? Like, no. Uh, <laughs> something like that. No. I do quite like that song. I, I like it when it plays on. And we have to come back sometimes. <laughs> is that that one? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> huh? How do you know that? I don't know that one. Huh. Sing it again. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it isn't, I don't. Oh, we'll I've find got, out. I've got it in my Listen. head. All right, do it. See you later, everyone. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>